Ahmed Johnson was a powerhouse known in the WWF in the mid to late 90s. In only a short time, he rose to popularity, even capturing the prestigious Intercontinental Championship within a year of being there. But that's not the legacy people speak about when it comes to him. In fact, I never heard anyone say anything good about him. In any shoe interviews, he's described as a cocky bully who thought he was better than everyone in the locker room. This was a far cry from the experience I had of Ahmed Johnson. He was my first action figure. I even saw him in person at the WWF No Way Out of Texas show in 1998. He was one of the only wrestlers to stop and wave at us fans out of his nice white convertible. I didn't know that was his last show for the WWF. But let's see why the story of a historic big man like Ahmed Johnson is marred in controversy. Ahmed Johnson, real name Tony Norris, trained as a professional wrestler under Skandor Akbar, Scott Casey, and Ivan Putski, along with Hall of Famer's Harlem Heat. After making his debut in 1989, he competed on the independent circuit for the next few years before debuting in Global Wrestling Federation in 1993 as Mo Deep. In 1995, he worked for the NWA. He also toured Japan for a year. Norris made his first appearance on July 15, 1995, wrestling on the house show in Houston, Texas. After being signed and given the ring name Ahmed Johnson, he made his pre-television debut at In Your House 3 on September 24, 1995 in Saginaw, Michigan. Wrestling in a non-televised match. His televised debut came in 1995 later on the episode of Raw. Prior to his first televised match, he appeared at the end of Raw entering a post-match brawl and slamming Yokozuna. In 1996, at King of the Ring after Johnson picked up some steam, he defeated Goldust to win the Intercontinental Championship, becoming the first African-American Intercontinental Champion, but also becoming the first ever black singles champion in WWF history. Seriously, it took until 1996 for them to get a black champion. Most assumed it was only a matter of time before he climbed to the main event status. After winning the title, he was thrown into a tag team with Shawn Michaels, who was the WWF champion at the time. He often helped Shawn Michaels fight against Jim Cornette and his group, Camp Cornette. During one of these matches, Shawn Michaels and Ahmed Johnson challenged the Smoking Guns for the tag team championships. During the match, Farouk attacked Johnson in order to build up to their Intercontinental title match at SummerSlam. That next night, Johnson won an 11-man battle royal, eliminated Goldust to become the new number one contender for the WWF Championship. Johnson had legit kidney problems, though, due to a kick that Farouk laid on him during the attack. He was forced to miss both SummerSlam and his scheduled WWF Championship match the following night. He was out for four months, and in order to keep the angle going, Farouk was blamed for the injury. But in all actuality, Ron Simmons stated in an interview that the kick was actually a receipt for Johnson working so stiff. It was meant as a sign for him to calm down, a sentiment that Ahmed denied, saying that it couldn't have been a receipt because that was their first time working together. He also believes that Simmons did it out of anger and jealousy of him becoming the first black intercontinental champion. Upon his return from the injury, during the six-man tag teaming with LOD versus The Nation, Johnson injured Simmons, sending him to the hospital. That was his receipt. 
In June of 1997, Johnson turned on then WWF champion The Undertaker and joined the new nation with Kama Mustafa, D'Lo Brown, and Farouk. Johnson was injured soon after this. He was slated to face The Undertaker at Canadian Stampede for the WWF title, but was still dealing with those nagging injuries, leaving him unable to compete and being replaced by Vader. The nation turned on him after he recovered and returned in August of 1997. Johnson stated in an interview that prior to his departure from the nation, Vince met with him to tell him that he would be ending his union with the nation just as quick as it began. When he asked Vince why, Ahmed said that Vince held up a picture of he and the nation and told him no one is going to believe that that group of guys could be beaten. But in a recent interview, the Godfather, who went by the name Kama in the nation, said that Johnson's departure was actually their decision, stating, We try not to include Ahmed in that group. The thing is, we all try to help each other. We try to help Dilo. When Mark Henry arrived, he was really green. We tried to help him. We tried to do that with Ahmed Johnson, and he wouldn't listen. He was really only in the business for a year and he knew more than us who had been in the business for a long time. That was his problem. He wouldn't listen. He knew everything and so we got him out of the nation quick. When we jumped him out of the nation, we really beat his ass for real. Ron Simmons was hitting him so hard with his belt that I actually said, Ron, lighten up. Ron, lighten up. Ron was like, oh no, I'm going to get him some. This restarted the feud with the nation and reunited with Johnson with the Legion of Doom. Johnson's last WWF appearance at the pay-per-view, No Way Out of Texas, was in February 1998, alongside Ken Shamrock and the Disciples of Apocalypse versus The Nation. While still in Texas, Johnson was booked to appear in a segment with the Truth Commission where he was to be beaten and dragged up the entrance ramp. But unbeknownst to WWF management, Johnson's sister, an avid fan of WWF, was battling cancer. Johnson knew his sister watched WWF each week and didn't want her to have that image of her brother being beaten and dragged while she was gravely ill. According to Johnson, 15 minutes before he was scheduled for the match, which would end in him being attacked, he received a call that his sister was doing really bad and that he should come immediately to the hospital in Florida. Johnson then met with Vince McMahon and told him he had some things to deal with and immediately left WWF and flew to Florida where his sister died the following week. Johnson stated subsequently that he did not tell WWF management the reason for his departure because, at the time, he didn't like to burden people with his problems, and he didn't want to give the impression that he was telling them something for sympathy. Regarding Johnson's departure, Bruce Pritchard stated, We hope there was an upside to Ahmed because he had a great look and charisma out the ass. Unfortunately, the bell had to ring. His promos were a little difficult to understand at times. He was believable. The audience believed in him. But when you look back through rose-colored glasses, you kind of go, what the fuck were we thinking? In 1999, a much bigger Ahmed Johnson, now going by Big T, signed with WCW as Stevie Ray's new tag partner during his rivalry with Booker T. This was short-lived because he was released by WCW shortly after the storyline due to ongoing weight issues. Norris stayed away from wrestling after his release from WCW until he wrestled his return match in Arlington, Texas for Professional Championship Wrestling in 2002. He wrestled his final match 
In 2003, in a tag team match for Maximum Pro Wrestling, teaming with Monty Brown, losing to Sabu and Gangrel. Johnson subsequently retired, leaving nothing but untapped potential and burned bridges. After retiring, he returned to college and earned a degree in criminology. In July of 2016, Norris was named as part of a class action lawsuit filed against the WWE, alleging that wrestlers incurred traumatic brain injuries during their tenure with the company, and that the company also concealed risk of injury. U.S. District Judge dismissed the lawsuit in September 2018. Today, Ahmed resides in Texas with his wife and daughter. He has no involvement with the business anymore, and the only social media page he has is his personal Facebook page under the name Tony Norris, which occasionally he posts fan art and memes. I guess when it's all narrowed down, the quick rise and fall of Ahmed Johnson can only be contributed to one person. And that's the man himself. He truly missed an opportunity to break even more barriers and become an icon in wrestling. Let this be a cautionary tale to aspiring as well as current professional wrestlers. Always be humble and professional.